Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We confess that we don't have all the answers, but as a community, we seek to find and follow Jesus and to discover daily the life he has always wanted for us. We hope this message will be encouraging and will inspire you to take the next steps on your spiritual journey. If we can help you in any way, please connect with us. The easiest way is through our website at ericksoncovenant.ca. Let's get started. Really thankful uh, for, particularly for Kenny and for Valerie finishing off last week's, well, last couple months, we've been going through Colossians. And uh, the last couple weeks while I was on holidays, they beautifully finished up the teaching. So big thanks to them. And all those who are making stuff happen around here, very, very grateful uh, for all of you. It's awesome. Well, we're beginning a new series uh, for the summer, looking into the Holy Spirit. And I'm really excited to walk through this this summer. Um, In many of the early creeds, we will say the words, we believe in the Holy Spirit. But I think a lot of us, either literally the creed itself sort of stops there, or the rest of us just kind of fade off. We're not sure what we're supposed to say after that. Um, It's either something we confess, but we're maybe not sure what our experience is like. I mean, what do we mean as followers of Jesus when we confess, when we trust in the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? What's the relationship between the Holy Spirit and, and the Father and the Son? How do you understand these things? Now, some of us, if you may have grown up in a church where you only heard mention of the Holy Spirit, but really nothing else was told to you. Others of us perhaps were raised in churches where there was a lot of talk about the Holy Spirit, but honestly, sometimes it felt a little wacky. That was my experience. And then some of you who are raised outside the church, you always thought it was a little strange that these Christians believed in holy ghosts anyway. And you thought, what do they believe down there? And maybe you're just exploring faith. Maybe you're joining us online. Maybe you're here for the first time in a long time. And it's an opportunity for you to discover more of who God is as we look at the Holy Spirit. And so I'm excited that we can journey through that together uh, as we just travel through this summer with kind of an openness to learning, growing, understanding, and responding to God. So as we begin today, I'd ask that you just take a moment to be quiet, ready ourselves, and let's invite the Holy Spirit to lead us today. Holy Spirit of God, we are grateful that you are present here. We ask that you would lead us and teach us today. That we would be responsive to you. Wherever we're coming from today, you know our backgrounds, Lord. You know our questions, our experiences. And for each one of us, I pray that we would receive today insight, um, truth, Uh, invitation so that we can respond and grow so that we can move closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, let's go back to where it all started. The opening words of the Bible in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty Darkness was over the surface of the deep. 
And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. If you can, try and picture that opening scene. It's actually kind of hard to picture. I mean, there's water. There's more water. But it's dark, so you can't really see it. Maybe you can hear it. But everything is, we're told, formless and empty, a kind of earth sea. In Hebrew, these words formless and empty have a nice little rhyme to them. Tohu vabohu. Let's try it together. Tohu vabohu. And it's describing this kind of empty, uh, featureless wasteland, a murky, indiscernible blob of wetness. And it's over this tohu vabohu that the Spirit of God is hovering like a broody mother hen. Now, Genesis 1-1 is kind of that overarching statement. It's a heading that introduces us to what's going to be happening. It grounds us in our reality that God is the primal actor. He's the one doing everything. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, this big subheading or overall heading. But when the Bible actually begins to tell the creation story in verse 2, the very first presence the God that we encounter is the spirit of God, the ruach or the wind, the breath, hovering like this mother bird over this watery darkness, ready to form and fill this formless and empty world. At the beginning of what becomes our world, the Holy Spirit hovers. And I think it is interesting, isn't it? Maybe you haven't thought of that. Maybe it hasn't quite struck you. But here we are at the very beginning. It's the very person of the Trinity that is often forgotten or ignored or dismissed or people don't know much about the Holy Spirit that's introduced even before the Father and the Son. The Spirit of God who's hovering over our formless, empty world, brooding and to bring birth to what will be and what will unfold. Now, our triune God, of course, is fully involved all together, of course. That's clear all through Scripture. We heard that, you know, declared in Colossians, right? In him, Jesus, all things are made and held together. This is all beautiful. All of the, the triune Godhead is involved as the Father speaks and through his word, light comes into the world and it unfolds from there. But don't miss that the Spirit is hovering over it all. That all creation is an act of divine power and love which flow from the Father, from the Son, from the Spirit. They're united in perfect harmony to make something of this world, to form it and to fill it all up with grace, with goodness, with life. Now, we can't explore all the details of Genesis 1, uh, the creation story. I've done that a few times before. But for our purposes, I want to remind you, or maybe for the first time, if you haven't heard this before, point out the large framework of Genesis 1, because it helps us as we move forward into this summer of trying to understand and discover more about who the Holy Spirit is. With the Holy Spirit hovering over it all, the Father, through his spoken word, takes the first three days, I'm going to remind you, formless and empty, right? Tohu, So the first 
three days. This is why I brought the flip chart. On the first three days, what God does is he brings form. Right? We have light and dark. We have uh, skies above and skies below, right? There's increasing acts of separation. And then uh, the waters below um, are then divided and there's land. Right? And so on day one, uh, day one, two, and three, the Father, the Son, and Spirit bring form to the formless world. You've seen that before? Uh, I've taught it before. Uh, and by the end of day three, uh, it has form, but it's still mostly empty. There's, um, there are some, there are some uh, sprouts starting, some green stuff, uh, which kind of ties into what comes next is how I, I see, of it, see it. But um, what we have is increasing separation that brings form, but it's still empty. And then on days five, or f- four, five, and six, what we have is then uh, this becomes, it becomes full. Right? So day one gets filled up with what? Sun, moon, stars, right? And so the f- day four fills up day one. And then uh, what happens on um, day five? We get birds and we get fish, which simply fills up day two. And then by the end of or by the end of day six, of course, we have humans and we have animals. I'm not even going to... Tr- There's an animal for you. There we go. Brilliant art. Okay. And, of course, uh, that's filling up the primarily the land portion of day three. So by the end of days one, two, three, and then four, five, and six, the formless and empty world, the tohu vabohu world... It's no longer formless and empty, right? It's, it's got form, and it's getting full. There's fullness to it. And, of course, on the, uh, the seventh day, God rests like a king. Um, on that holy day, he, he glories in the completion of his good world. Um, and he rests like a king surveying his domain, and he's excited about what, what, he, has, what he has done. I want to remind you that over all of this, the Holy Spirit of God is hovering, hovering over his world to bring a formless and empty world to form and to fullness. And this is important for us to realize that this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is wanting to bring form and fullness to places that are empty, places that are without definition. And he's still committed to that. He's committed to our formation and our fullness. He's committed to bringing life and fullness and and freedom and grace to places that are broken and chaotic and hurt. The Holy Spirit is hovering and through the work of Jesus Christ to the glory of the Father, he is still forming and we're going to see it this summer at different times. He forms us as his children and fills us with God's love. That's what Crystal read from Romans 5. The Holy Spirit forms us as God's temple and fills us with himself so that we're walking, talking temples of God. 
dwelling places of God on earth, us corporately and individually. The Holy Spirit forms us as Jesus' witnesses and then fills us with power to be able to help people find and follow Jesus. He forms us as the body of Christ and then fills us up with gifts that we can use to encourage one another so that we keep growing up into Christ. The Holy Spirit forms us and continues to form us into the image of Jesus Christ and then fills us with his authority to lovingly rule and steward his good earth. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He forms and he fills. Now, in Genesis 2, we're given a second account of creation. And though this story unfolds in a very different way, we can still see the form and fullness theme happening there. Uh, in Genesis 4, uh, 2, 4 to 8, uh, see if you can hear it as I read it. So, Genesis 2, 4, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Pretty much the same header we got with Genesis 1. This is God acting. And then picks up in verse 5. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Did you catch that? Using descriptive language and storytelling from an entirely different angle, we're still given the picture of a formless and empty land with water running all over it. The land in that sense is tohu vabohu. Although that rhyme is not used here, the, the, the writer chooses to use other rhymes. And now look what the Lord God does with this formless emptiness. Then, verse 7, the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Ah, oh, should I just draw on top of this? I'm going to draw. So, or I'll, I'll do it here. I'm going to draw this beautiful picture of a, of a human lying in the ground. You know, when I was up, oh man, that looks like E.T. with a long neck. That doesn't look anything like a human, but make him, give him a bigger head. Okay. Maybe he's got a beard. I don't know. Um, so when I was teaching up at Ryandale uh, in the discipleship school, um, I was teaching this, this part, and uh, I had them go out and make a big, like, hands-on, sculpt a big human being, dirt thing, on the ground at the beach. And uh, they were awesome. They took rocks and made a face and did a whole thing. And then we talked about this. But God, do you see what he's done? He forms a man. From the dust of the ground, breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden. Now, he had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man that he had formed. So from this formless and empty ground, here's the other Hebrew rhyme, Adamah, it's called, the Lord God forms the Adam. Adama, Adam. You can actually hear it in English uh, if you use the word humus and human. They're related. Um, so you can freely call each other earthlings. And you know you're just being fully scriptural. And so 
what does the Lord God do when he forms this bit of dust? He shapes it. He makes the eyes and he makes the ears and he makes the nose and he uh, forms the mouth and the arms and the hands and the feet. He forms it all up and then he fills it with his own breath. Wind, spirit, ruach. He fills the form with himself and then places the being this living soul, this Adam in the garden that he had made in the creation story rolls from there with, with God forming and then filling an equal partner so that these humans could together then actually continue as God's uh, images to form and to fill the earth, the rest of the world. But this breathing into dirt scene is super significant because it's actually one of the stories that St. John picks up in the fourth story of Jesus, the fourth gospel. Right in your New Testament, there's four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the fourth one, right toward the end, right after Jesus is risen from the dead and all his followers are hiding out of fear, he shows up among them. Let me read it from, from John chapter 20 and see if you can catch the way he's echoing the Genesis 2 story. So on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came, stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. Now, John here is deliberately echoing Genesis. He, he wants us to see that, that this newly formed body of Christ, quite literally the resurrected body of Jesus Christ with the scars and the side and the hands, but also now glorified. But he also wants us to see how his followers who are now being formed as the body of Christ, are now being breathed into by Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God. That the same Holy Spirit who hovered over the formless and empty creation, who filled and formed, filled the formed dust and made it a living soul in the garden, he now comes to form and to fill his people who are walking, talking, breathing, forgiving, new creation people now formed and filled by the Spirit. And you could say the rest of the new creation story rolls out from there. Now, I've swept you through the biblical arc. I've started back at the beginning again because I want us to see something really important about the Spirit of God, about who the Spirit is and what the Spirit does, what the Spirit tends to, something that will help us understand as we respond to the Spirit together. The Holy Spirit, in complete concert with the Father and the Son, is all about forming us as his people, forming up featureless things and filling them with life, filling them with himself, filling them with goodness. There's a brooding and a breathing, a forming and a filling. And what he did then and what he's continued to do through history, he still does today. And the invitation for us Wherever we come from, brand new to things, never cracked the Bible much, so experienced it's crazy and you already could come up and teach this yourself. Wherever we are at, the invitation for us is to be open 
to the Holy Spirit, to learning about him, about God. And to ask ourselves, where is the Holy Spirit brooding today? And so for you, the question I have is, what's your wasteland? Where in your life, when you look, you think that is tohu vabohu, formless and empty. And it could be your own self that you're feeling featureless, lost, confused, empty. And if that is you today, I want you to know that everything that God is about (laughs) is to bring form and fullness to your life. This is who the Holy Spirit is. And if you can even see over your own life today, your own situation, where you've been struggling, where you feel confused, where you feel broken or hurt or lost, if you can even hold in your mind's eye this image of the Holy Spirit hovering like a bird, brooding over your mess and wanting to bring beauty, fullness, life to you. This is who God is. But also, there are places in our world, too, where the wasteland seems to be growing. Where it seems like things that were green are dying. And we look around us and we think, Holy Spirit, how are you brooding over that? We think of marriages that are struggling. Kids that are... um, you know. War zones in this world, environmental disasters, poverty, divided churches, divided Christians, families that have been ripped apart, people who are struggling with sick bodies or, 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 or mental illness. Or We can think of, I invite you to think, where are the wastelands around us? And to know that the Holy Spirit of God is hovering over that wasteland too. Wanting to bring life in freedom. To form it and to fill it. Wanting to form and fill his broken creation. That is why the Holy Spirit is groaning in creation. Longing, we read in Romans 8, to bring liberty and freedom to people and to his world. Wanting men and women and children to be restored again to who he's always desired them to be. His dwelling place in his good world. When it comes right down to it, the Holy Spirit wants to form us, live in us, form his world, live in it. We know that that is how the story ends in Revelation as God comes to make his home among us. God breathes that sigh of relief. (sighs) Finally, I'm home. It's here. It's with us. And so we stand today poised, ready, open, knowing that there are wastelands in our own lives and wastelands in the world, but somehow being able to approach those places of formlessness and emptiness and know that Holy Spirit, you are hovering now. 
How do we join you in that? How do we receive what you want to bring? How do we open ourselves up to the life that you want to bring to us and to your world? And so I invite you this summer, I invite you into this story, discovering who is the Holy Spirit? How do I respond to the Holy Spirit? How is he forming me? How is he filling me? How is he forming us? How is he filling us? And through us, how does he want to bring life and fullness and freedom and grace to the world he loves? Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit of God, we today can recognize there are wastelands, places of struggle in our own lives, in our own families. And right now, for just a moment, we hold these up to you. We hold up sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, parents, friends, neighbors, people we are at odds with. We hold up to you places in our world that are so broken. We hold up to you places like Ukraine, Haiti. We hold up places where um, people's lives are being crushed, homes that aren't safe, places where people are struggling to make ends meet. We hold them up to you. And we want to express our faith and our trust that, Holy Spirit, you are brooding over this wasteland. You are brooding and you are breathing. We believe that's true. And in faith and in trust, we want to respond to you, your action, your creative power, the ways you formed us and filled us to be part of what you were doing in this world now. And so over the summer, but today, in the week that follows, I pray that we would be given the eyes to see your hovering spirit and the faith to respond what you're doing, to what you're doing. Even now, as we go to the communion table, would you meet us here? Would you use the, the experience of, of eating the bread and drinking the juice, of meeting you here at this table together as your people? Would this be a way that you are forming us and filling us even now? We want to respond to you and follow you. Thank you for forming us and filling us and leading us. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you feel encouraged and challenged. If you know someone who would benefit from what you have heard today, please share this podcast. For more information, or if you have questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Erickson Covenant Church.